Hi everyone, thanks for joining. This is Drea, your host at Starving Artist Dream. And this is episode 8. So I actually recorded um, a couple of earlier uh, segments that I was going to publish a few weeks ago. And um, I forgot to I forgot to publish it and I listened back on them and I realized um, it just felt old <laughs> it, it just no longer you know was was I don't know I, I feel like if I'm going to publish an episode for me anyway I guess it's just my preference that um, it should be the newest thing um, because the previous episode I was that I that I did record and I, I was going to publish was me sounding very happy and excited and you know I had a new opportunity. Um, unfortunately, those plans fell through, and so now it just seems like it's no longer uh, relevant. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, and it's also a bit of a letdown. Um, I think in these last few weeks, I've really just had to reassess, um, you know, just how things have been going. And um, for the most part, um, in the past, I've done a good job about just protecting my work and making sure that um, I'm getting paid for my work. Uh, unfortunately, um, I was not getting paid. And so that was the situation that I had come up against. Um, and it's unfortunate because this person seemed very transparent and open and really nice. Um, I felt that like I could trust her. Uh, and I just, I let my guard down really easily. Um, because I don't know, I guess I was just really excited and she just seemed amazing. Um, and so it's a, it's a bit of a, a letdown there. So um, so I didn't publish that <laughs> episode. I decided not to since, uh, that's not what's going on currently anymore. Eventually I did work everything out and it settled and eventually I got paid. So that's the good news. The bad news is that it took a long time, um, a month, <laughs> And in that time of me trying to sort all of this out, um, it was such a drain on my creative energy. Um, and I think that's, I think that's sort of what we all face as we try to live a creative life, um, whatever our creative pursuits are. Um, maybe it's you know, music, dancing, art, maybe it's culinary arts. Um, but when you're trying to 
make a, a livelihood out of it, trying to make a business out of it. The business side takes away so much from what you really want to be doing, which is creating. And I wish that I had the luxury of hiring someone to handle the business side of things, um, like the accounting and the and the marketing and the business and the just those things that take up so much time and they take away from just the creating part of it um, because it's it's such a drain and it's a bummer <laughs> it's a bummer that you know um, that you could be spending more time doing the, the things that you love um, unfortunately that's just the way it is and it's also a bummer when you know things don't exactly go the way you thought they would or you think you can trust people and then you can't <laughs> so that is uh, yeah so I have been learning a lot of lessons and I realized it doesn't matter how old you get and how much you think you may know um, but the fact of the matter is you don't really know anyone as much as you try to trust your gut and your instinct and you think this is this may be a good thing and a good possibility a good opportunity and uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out so um, yeah I've just sort of had to handle things and and um, it's been a lot to process um, I'm really hoping that I could just get out of this funk and just go back to you know, what I love and um, finding the joy in my art and in my calligraphy um, and just not let this affect me. And I don't think there's any real formula that you could follow to say, hey, I will never get screwed over <laughs> I think that it it sucks and um and you just never know and that's the unfortunate part of it you just never know uh no matter how careful you are these things can happen still uh especially to creative people um you know we're we're paving our own path it's not like the commissions that we do are, you know, on a, on a paycheck coming from your boss or your, you know, payroll or whatever. I mean, it's all, it's all towards you. It's, it's either a verbal or written contract between you and whoever uh, is hiring you for whatever creative um, industry that you're in. And, yeah, I mean, I, I do wish I knew the perfect formula to making sure of not getting screwed. I'm sure a lot of it involves lawyers, um, which I don't, I don't have a lawyer. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, 
I don't know, maybe one day I'll just have to bite the bullet and <laughs> have a lawyer help me in these matters. Um, but until then, I guess I'm just learning as I go. And that's all that you can do because there are no guarantees and sometimes you just can't control what's, what's going to happen to you. So I hope that everyone else is doing great. Um, thanks for you know, hanging in there and listening to me. And hopefully I will have a much better episode um, for this um, podcast I publish. So hopefully it's better news. <laughs> And I hope everyone's doing well. So uh, enjoy your Thursday. And have a great day. I will be in touch soon. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. This is episode 9 of Starving Artist Dream. And I'm your host, Drea. So I wanted to talk about what it's like when we have to start thinking about our work in terms of business. Um, You know, most of the time we start off on a creative path because we just really like it. And there are some that know they want to make a business or career out of it and they start off early with that mindset knowing okay this is what I want to do this is where I want to dedicate all my time and energy into it and they're probably the ones that went to college or started um, taking early courses in it and then there are some like me who you just wanted to do something Um, And you've been doing it for a while and you never really thought about turning it into uh, or monetizing it is the word I'm looking for. You never thought about monetizing it until recently. And I think it's kind of tricky when you go from the shift of doing it for fun and then doing it with the purpose of actually trying to sell something. Um... And in turn, recently that has created a creative block for me Um, because at my recent craft fair, it was, it was actually really amazing. I mean, I met a lot of great people um, and I happened to chat with this lady who gave me some pointers because I think she could tell it was Uh, One of my first shows, actually it was my second show, Um, but it's still relatively small. I mean, I'm definitely on the smaller scale of all this, so, um, excuse me while I sip my tea, I'm getting over a cold, Um, (laughs) and I've been gone for a while, so sorry everyone, Um, I didn't realize how quickly time had passed. yeah, time, time goes by really quickly. So, anyways, 
we were, when I was at the craft fair, um, there was a really nice lady, and you could tell that she had been doing this for years. I mean, her whole table setup was perfect. Um, she knew exactly what to say. And for me, well, this is all still fairly new to me. I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm new to craft shows or even trying to monetize what started off as a hobby. And she said something to me that I'll never forget. She said, I need to come up with a gimmick. <laughs> and I thought, what? I don't want to have a gimmick. I mean, that's so cheesy, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I consider the stuff that I do, you know, I, I, serious. You know, I guess because I take it seriously and I work for it and I, it's not something that I just want to turn into a gimmick or a cliche. And so I thought, no, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. And she saw the look on my face and she immediately understood, I mean, um, and she said, well, I don't want to, you know, um, undercut the work and value that you have. It's just that most people don't really understand how this could relate to them. And I thought, you know what? She has a point there. I had my table set up of my calligraphy items and my handwritten and handmade um, ornaments and Christmas things. And I mean, to, to most of the people that walked through, and I, I'm, I'm, I suppose that demographics plays a part too, maybe this crowd just wasn't interested in um, these things, and I'll touch on that more later. But they really just didn't see how they would need this or use this. And she told me, do you know when you go to visit in other countries or maybe even to a tourist spot and you have those artists that, you know, they'll do those caricatures. And I'm like, yeah, totally, totally know what you mean. She's like, that's a gimmick. I was like, oh my God, she's so right. That is a gimmick. I mean, those caricature artists, I'm sure that they do amazing pieces of art um, in their spare time. But to give the crowd something that they want, that's something that they do. They create these, you know, sketches or, you know, caricature art. I don't know if most of you, I'm worried I'm using a word that <laughs> may be unfamiliar, but they do these sketches of of you and your loved one or whatever you want and it looks really fun and you can do whatever background you want. Um, they have them all over Disneyland. I actually got one of me and my daughter uh, when I first took her so they are a lot of fun and so I, I began to realize what she meant. Okay so when you are having to cater to a crowd you know you're gonna have to find some way to get them involved in it so they actually want to buy it. And she said, you should be able to do like some kind of calligraphy on the spot. Um, maybe their name, maybe, you know, this or that. I mean, she was giving me suggestions. 
and I, I began to realize that there are some creators that are kind of in a tough spot. And I think that because calligraphy is so specific, and even art, I mean, I had my, my painted art there too, my watercolors and my uh, acrylics um, art. And, you know, for most people that are just walking by, I mean, they, they might not really see it as something that they need to have. So I began to see what she meant by, you know, if I could do some sort of like name calligraphy on the spot um, or some kind of <laughs> gimmicky artist sketch or something like that. Um, and it really just made me realize that, uh, I mean, it, it, it's just all, it's a learning curve when you're trying to figure out how to uh, turn things into a, a business, something that people would actually want to buy. And for the other vendors that were at this craft fair, um, there was just an amazing mix of people. There were other artists. There were um, people who did ceramics. Um, there were jewelry makers. Um, there was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, and I, I think for most of those other vendors, it was easy for the potential customer to see right away um, how they could see themselves using that product. Like, obviously, ceramics is easy. You see a bowl, you already know what to do with that bowl. You're probably going to eat out of that bowl or put fruit in it, or, you know, teacups, you already know you're going to use that for tea or coffee or whatever. Um, and so I began to understand that when you have a really specific niche, like calligraphy or even art, because most people that see art, unless they're a huge fan of, you know, that specific genre, they're not really going to want to buy it unless you have some way of connecting it to them, to their life. And so um, that's something that I've been navigating for the past couple months, um, which is sort of the reason why I haven't been <laughs> posting as many podcasts as I hoped I would. Um, but just trying to make that shift from hobbyist into entrepreneur and 